0: Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Deepashree Narendra, and welcome to our first ever podcast from Vinyas, and it's called Win Talks Podcast. Uh, this took us a year to conceptualize and put it all together. It's a podcast from the small city of Mysuru, and we're looking at reaching out to the younger generation through our podcast, where we're going to be uh, looking at bridging the gap And how do we want to bridge this gap? Uh, We want them to reach out to the women leadership that have been churned out from the city of Mysore. And the theme for this year is going to be women in leadership roles. Uh, Buckle up and listen to us um, as we come out with our first episode on WIND Talks. And let's hear what these wonderful women have to say. Thank you. Today in the first episode of Wind Talks podcast we are over the moon to have Supriya Salian as our guest and here is a brief intro about her Ms Supriya Salian is the managing director of Plansee India high performance materials and has built her career over 18 years gaining experience in various departments including production sales commercial affairs and finance. After completing her MS, Supriya started her career in 2004 at Wolfra Tech, which was then a family-run business in the field of manufacturing tungsten and molybdenum wires for lighting and other applications. Subsequently, in the year 2010, Ulfra Tech was acquired by the Austrian multinational company called Plan C High Performance Materials. Supriya continues to lead the organization and today Plan C India employs about 500 people in its Mysore facility. Supriya not only holds a bachelor's in electrical engineering from SJCE, Mysore, and a Master's in Electrical and Computer Engineering from the University of Colorado, USA, but also has completed Executive Leadership Management program from Harvard Business School. Besides, Supriya has been associated with cii Mysore for the last few years in different convener roles. In March, 2022, Supriya was the first woman from Mysore city to take over as the chairperson of CII. And she has successfully completed one year of her service as the chairperson. Hi Supriya, Hi. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast, uh, Wind Talks, And uh, I just realized you and I have a lot many things in common. Uh, not only that both of us have studied in the same college and we have been an alumni at SJCE but also we're both part of uh, a family business and a manufacturing setup. I just wanted to know your journey in this manufacturing setup and how it has been uh, when you took
1: up a uh, family business. Okay, first of all, thank you so much uh, for the invitation. Really happy to be here. Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you it was not a conscious decision uh, you know to join the family business Uh, like you said I graduated from JC and then I was in the US to do my uh, masters for two and a half years the only thing I was sure of was that I will complete my masters Mm -hmm. and come back to India and uh, at that point, you know, VLSI design was something that was uh, very in and that's what I had done my master's in. Okay. And my idea was to come and look for a job in that field. Okay. Um, when I came back, I decided six months was to, to, to getting married I will stay at home and then move to Bangalore to get uh, to with the job uh-huh. and I told my dad instead of sitting at home for six months can I come and do something with you in the factory I have grown up seeing this factory I have spent a lot of my summer vacations uh-huh. in the factory doing you know little jobs so um, he said, you know, more than welcome. So I started working, doing small projects, building computer networks, converting a work group to a domain because I had some experience <laughs> working on these things. Okay. And then I just never stopped. You know, I, from there, uh, I started, I said, I will, uh, I did some projects to build some uh, software or uh, applications with Excel. And then one day I asked my dad that, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Is it okay if I stay back and work with you. Mm -hmm. Me having completed my master's in engineering, I thought my dad would be very welcoming and say that, you know, I'm so happy that you'll work with me. He told me very calmly that I'm more than happy, I'll welcome you, but you will start as any other graduate engineer that that Mm -hmm. we take and who will work at that point I did not understand what he meant but what he meant was you're basically you're on your own Uh so he told me go on the shop floor learn what people do Mm -hmm. Uh, if I didn't come to work one day I had to fill out uh, I had to fill out a leave card and my salary would be deducted so I really started working hands on in different departments I would enter orders I would pack someday I would write labels someday Mm -hmm. and honestly at that point on some days I used to question myself what is it that you're doing and you know why, why, why yeah. are you doing this but looking back I think that was the best start to a career that I could have um, especially for where I am today because I know a lot of basics that have uh, that go into yeah. the manufacturing line at least I know that nobody can fool me <laughs> so uh, that's where I started honestly not with an intention but mm-hmm. I'm really really happy today if I look back that I made that choice so do you do you think uh like it's it's
0: it was not such an easy journey for you uh starting off and you're glad that you actually had a hands- on experience which led to you becoming the managing director w- of a huge company today do you think all that experience mattered and also do you think uh what was your feeling when you know the day you got to know that you are the managing director of this, this company and you've literally grown up the ladder you've seen everything
1: yeah so i'll tell you a little bit of my journey so that's where i started uh-huh. and you know i went through different departments i worked in manufacturing i worked in quality i worked in sales um, while we were doing this we started working with plan C. so uh, when i joined it was a family-held business uh, my dad had two other partners and then we started talking with Planse, which is a global multinational present in more than twenty countries. They were looking for a base in India. and uh, you know they they we started discussions of this acquisition. I think that was a time where I also started looking at this as a career going forward. Because in Mysore otherwise, there are not too many uh, corporate uh, uh, right, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. possibilities to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Plan C acquired, I think I took on a responsibility to do the integration post-merger. So okay. I was coordinating between converting mm-hmm. or changing a small business into the re- requirements of a larger mm-hmm. uh, multinational. We implemented SAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made, uh, you know, we had to set up different departments. Uh, after having done this for a few years, uh, we want. We were looking out for a CFO. So we said, okay, now we are a larger company. We need to recruit a CFO. I went back to Plancy. I said, will you give me this opportunity if I'm interested? And uh, they interviewed me and uh, I went back to school. I did a short term course at IIM to learn, uh, you know, the basics of uh, uh, finance. I didn't have to do bookkeeping, but at least to understand what's involved in accounting. And I did that for a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, After having done that for a few years, uh, I think that was a time where we also started discussing that at some point my dad will retire and that I will have this opportunity or this position open. So then I started rotating. I finished, I, uh, uh, he- I was heading as the CFO for a few years. Okay. Then I went to work as the head of operations. Uh, I was a CEO for, uh, you know, for the next f- uh, four, five years. Uh-huh. And then it was a time when my dad decided to step down and uh, they said that you have worked for so many years. Yes. We would definitely like to have you on board and continue as the managing director. Now, before I did that, I said, okay, I'm going to take a step back again. And I went back to school. I did a one-year leadership program at uh, Harvard Business School. um, And uh, I think that tremendously helped. And having done, you know, looking back, I said, okay, now I've worked in different areas. I have this leadership management course Mm -hmm. with me. And I'm all ready to, uh, you know, take on the managing director's uh, uh, post. There were two things that were worrying me. One is my dad had run the company for 30-35 30-35 yeah. years in a particular way yeah. uh, and um, I am very different yeah. you know, from, from how he is yeah. and it's a change in leadership it's a change in leadership mm-hmm. style and we were also going through a lot of ramp up and uh, uh, expansion at th- that point but nonetheless I think I was uh, extremely excited I was definitely uh, mm-hmm. nervous to start uh, a new journey um, what I told I mean when I gave my first talk before I took over, you know, I told the people that uh I am definitely a chip of the block. I mean, my values, my uh, you know everything that I've learned yeah. is from my father. I've worked with him for so many years. Mm-hmm. However, there is a change, and there's going to be a change. change. And we all are a part of uh, this change. But I think extensive communication is what FG. really, yeah. really helped me to uh, to take on the road. But I'll share a small story with you. No, it yeah. was hardly a week, 10 days, I think, since I had taken over with all my enthusiasm. Yeah. And a week later uh, or 10 days later, I received a call from the shop floor that there has been an accident and they wanted me to be there. Okay. And when I went there, there was this young boy, maybe all of 25, 26, who had managed to cut through a saw uh, through his leg and okay. he was lying in a pool of blood. And then there were 20 people looking down at him. I mean, looking, you know, since he was lying down, looking yeah. at him. And then looking at me for a solution on what... I think that was the moment I realized what leadership actually meant. You know, you have... You need to have that courage, first of all. Mm -hmm. You're scared yourself looking at what is happening. And yet you have to keep your fear aside. And Mm -hmm. your responsibility at that moment Mm -hmm. is to take a decision for this group of people who are depending on you, Mm -hmm. uh, who you know need your uh, attention. Mm -hmm. And I think from that day... Inside me, a lot of, lot of things uh, uh, changed. changed. So, you know, sometimes you have to go in, shut the door, cry your heart out, put on your makeup back and come on because you do have a fear. Yes, But you know that you need to stand up for your people and you know, be there be and there their decisions. I think that was one of my first experiences as the managing director.
0: <laughs> it was really nice to listen to the fact that you uh, were so open to express about the fears that you had when you were on the job. But being a mother, being a wife, being a daughter and now an MD, have you made any sacrifices in your personal life or in any front for just your career?
1: <clears throat> so honestly, Deepashri, I am against this word sacrifice. To me, sacrifice uh-huh. would mean I'm giving up I'm, I'm doing or I'm giving up something uh-huh. for doing something that I'm not enjoying. Yeah. In my case, I really enjoy what I do. I think for me, work is you know really beyond work. I, mm-hmm. I love interacting with people. I have the opportunity to work you know with and talk with people in the shop floor, mm-hmm. and to make a difference. So I really enjoy uh, what I do. Having said that, it's definitely not easy. Mm-hmm. I think my life is very different from. A lot of other uh, yes. you know lives that, and I think a lot of it is based on conscious decisions and choices. Uh-huh. I travel a lot with work. My work takes me on extensive travels. Yes, there have been occasions where I missed my daughter. I mean, I miss my daughter's birthday pretty much every year because we have a global meeting. I've had to miss uh, you know some of her uh, uh, school days. Uh-huh. But I also feel that as women, we don't accept that it's That we are also enjoying doing the other thing, and Mm -hmm. I I think it's the guilt that a lot of times makes us feel Mm that I'm sacrificing uh, something. Something. It does take a toll on everybody. I think it's not, uh, and it's you don't feel guilty all the time because somebody makes you feel guilty. I have extensive support from my uh, parents, from my in-laws, from my husband, from my uh, you know daughter to not make you feel, or from my husband to not make you feel guilty. But I think as women, we tend to uh, feel, uh, feel guilty. So yes, my life is very different. I can't attend a lunch many times in the afternoon or I miss family functions. But I equally enjoy uh, what I do at, at work and gives me a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction. So I don't look at it as a sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> you spoke about sacrifice and uh,
0: now just switching subjects. Have you ever made any mistakes on the job? And do you think making mistakes are very important so that we learn something out of them? Or do you think that as managing directors or someone on such a top position are not supposed to make mistakes at all?
1: Yeah. Uh, One, I think, you know, it's always easy to uh, do post-mortem looking back and say that I think we always do it with history, like, right, that... this was wrong, that was wrong. So, even with a person yourself, I can look back and say, This was wrong, that was wrong. But when you're doing something, the circumstances are very different. So, a lot of times, I think leadership position, you're expected to take decisions. A lot of times, I go back and tell my daughter that I have decision fatigue, right? You know, you're constantly having to take decisions. Yeah. So, yes, you. You do get scared when you have to take a decision. You do get scared when you especially have to take a decision when it involves maybe 550 Mm -hmm. other people. A year after I took over was when COVID happened. Mm -hmm. And I think this was a time when we were all living with fear every single day because we did not close down our operations. We work as essential services. Mm -hmm. So knowing what the risks are, you have at least 350 people who come to work every day and and go back mm-hmm. you have the risk you feel at least the responsibility of mm-hmm. these people so definitely you feel uh, get afraid but I think it's very important to acknowledge that you're getting afraid and accept that you're getting afraid and talk about it that you're getting afraid I talk to my management team sometimes that okay this is a decision that maybe did not go as we expected maybe we made a mistake what can we learn from it so it's very important to not Push yourself uh, with the pressure that uh, you know you have to always be right. right, we are all humans, we take mistakes. But looking back at the beginning of my career, if you ask me what mistakes I did, I think I used to be, uh, when you're much younger and I, you're, a, you're a woman, you're working in a manufacturing company, people are not used to having women in, yeah. in those positions. I used to tend to get extremely agitated and angry, you know, when somebody would treat me like that. Yeah. And now if I look back, I feel it was a waste of my energy and effort uh-huh. to, uh, to, to get angry and agitated. In the end, you are where you are and people have to accept you. So it would have been possible even without getting uh, angry. Angry. Yeah, I absolutely understand what you're saying because
0: I think I'm in the same boat at the moment. Uh, I'm I'm not that experienced as you Mm -hmm. are in the same field, but I think I'm moving in that direction. And I understand about this agitation. And I'm in that phase. If we have the phase... As a child, like I think I'm in my adolescent phase where I'm way. so angry with everything that everyone has to face. Yeah. Uh, talking about anger, I mean, has there been someone who has mentored you throughout the process and someone who has guided you not only say per se in your workspace or say anger management but also in, in on the lines of say personal front that you know, this is how you have to be doing this, don't worry, it's okay. Or have you had someone in a woman's role who has come out to you and said that you know, this is how you should be doing certain things and it's okay to feel this way.
1: Um, you know, and you will understand this, when you join a family business, your life is restricted to the people that you met. So for the longest period, mm-hmm i have only worked with my dad yeah. and my guide my mentor everything was him so what he did is right you know was was right and i've learned a lot from the way he would work at uh, who he would be in the factory and it's really stuck to me his values of you know how you take decisions based on your values um, I think the most important is how both my parents would treat people. So giving the first priority to people. So I've always seen him when he would walk on the shop floor, he'd first put a Pat on the back and ask them, how are you? How's your family without even going to work? I think these were these are extremely important and have always stayed with me. But I didn't see anybody else as leaders or business leaders. At home, I had my mother-in-law mm-hmm. who was herself, who's an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, even from a generation away. Mm-hmm. And I saw how she would balance her work and home. And I've never seen her complain and say that I'm you know mm-hmm. tired. So these are some instances where I was able to gather. But other than that, really no, we were a much smaller company, so I did not really have an opportunity to go to somebody. One of the first experience I had was when I was doing my uh, leadership management program at Harvard Business mm-hmm. School. I think this this made a big difference uh, to, 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 to the way I, was, I would think or you know, to, to my outlook. Uh, one, the professors, and it was a leadership course. It was not traditional management course where you learn finance, where mm-hmm. you learn uh, uh, HR so it was really an exposure to different style of leaderships how do you bring in change management mm-hmm. what is your purpose why do you do something what gives you happiness and this also gave us an opportunity to meet different business leaders so i remembered one instance we had indra nooyi come and talk mm-hmm. to us for 2 hours okay. and uh, she was telling us a small story she was telling us on how she, when she had to you know pick an erp for her organization mm-hmm. and she said i i i closed the room i shut the door i uh, i was there for so many hours I pulled out all the books I wanted to know myself what is involved before I took a decision and then you realize yes these are things that happen in uh, everybody's life but I also feel that I did not have an opportunity but it would be really important especially for women to have a woman mentor somebody as your sparring partner somebody you can go and talk to Mm -hmm. Uh, this is because we we are very different you know some things don't come very naturally to us As career women, as professional women, it's very important to uh, network, to build your own professional networks. Nobody teaches us this. Nobody tells us, uh, you know, uh, these. It's important to be assertive, not aggressive, but at least assertive. Nobody tells us uh, these things. So it would be important. And from my part, I think now, if there is an opportunity, wherever I Mm. get a chance, I do spend time talking to um, Reaching out to the yeah, yeah, I think it's really important uh, as women that we have this network available to, yes. to talk to other women.
0: Um, do you think that uh, women within organizations um, have to look at how they can support other women within the organization and how important is it for us to be supportive of each other?
1: Um, I think whether in organizations or outside industry, I think one as women we are always known as being somebody not uh, you know uh, not nice or uh, to to other women um i think it's very important that as women we mm-hmm. come together and as organizations i think simple things that that we can do is uh, to create a culture on an environment where we stand up for each other, we do it in different ways. There could be just community that we form uh, in the in, in the organization. And when we do, we call that let's say a women support group. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be only women. Any any anybody is welcome to be a part of it. Mm. But really, small and simple thing is to be kind to each other. I think mm. as women, when we come to work, uh, we don't know what somebody has has had that morning. Uh, at, at, at what kind of morning she has had in her birth. Okay. so don't judge each other. No matter mm-hmm. if somebody is in a bad mood that day or, uh, you know, whatever uh, yeah. person is uh, going through. Uh, the second uh, I would say is to there are unconscious biases that exist. It mm-hmm. could be in society in general, or it could be in organizations where somebody talks to you or somebody talks to your woman colleague and you realize that this is not acceptable yes. don't let it pass stand yes. up stop that right there it mm-hmm. may not be that the person saying it is doing it intentionally but if you don't stop it it will continue so mm-hmm. don't don't let it continue stop uh, and make people realize that this is an unconscious bias and it troubles me or it, mm-hmm. you know hurts me from doing third is I think to simply be there for each other to share Mm -hmm. I may have a skill see as women we don't focus on specifically developing our professional skills it Mm -hmm. could be how I stand up and talk it could be how I can manage my finances Mm -hmm. and there is somebody in in, in a group of if you have 25 women there are maybe two who is who are skilled in in something and another two who are skilled in something else something simple that we can do is simply share our knowledge uh, with 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 each other so, to so stand up and support each other. I think it's really important for us as well. I think that's a
0: good good uh, thought that all of us need, and I think that's something we all need to imbibe within us when we work with a lot of fellow women within the organization, and also like not stand uh, like just let it pass and not stand by the other person. Yeah, and yeah. you know stand up for them and talk, um, and see wherever you know like. I think you, you were so right when it came uh, about talking about the fact that we, we generally let it pass and we think why should we get involved in something like this, it's their headache, why should we do something about it. Um, on the same thought, uh, how important is it for women to be in leadership roles within an organization? <laughs> And uh, do you think all of us need to, like you said, let's see how someone has a particular skill and how can we invite the same. Do you think the skill sharing or uh, would help us grow
1: up the ladder in an organization? Absolutely. I think see first is not everybody, uh, not every woman has an aspiration to be in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a choice. It is difficult and mm-hmm. it's a choice that we make. But once we make this choice, it is definitely important to uh, work on yourself to get there. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot of women empowerment, right? And there are—I I personally don't believe that at least the kind of women you and I and maybe a lot of listeners of this are—we are entitled, yes, to be where we are. We've got education. We've got opportunities to take decisions for ourselves which is not everybody has so at least if I restrict to this category of women Uh I don't think we need somebody external to come and empower ourselves to to empower us but it definitely should come from us Uh how we empower ourselves it could be in gaining skills it could be in uh, building professional networks Uh to do things which are outside our comfort zone it's not you know, it, it takes a little bit of shaking to get out you know, and yeah. do there. I remember I was uh, I was traveling in 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 uh, in Japan once, uh-huh. and I had a few hours off, and you know I took I decided to venture out and travel on my own, not knowing the language, uh-huh. and I took a train, uh-huh. and I realized after half an hour that I had taken a train in the wrong direction. <laughs> But if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have. If I hadn't taken that step out and gone and said, "Doesn't matter what happens, I will try That's it right, out," yeah. I wouldn't have done it the next uh, the next time. Yeah. So it's important to come out of your comfort zone and not have a fear all the time of what will happen, what will somebody mm-hmm. say, and just get out and do it. So I think we should empower ourselves. That is important for organisations. Equally to have women in in leadership mm-hmm. I think we bring a very different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole empathetic culture, uh, you know, yeah. is different. When I walk on the shop floor today, mm-hmm. I have people come and come and tell me my mother-in-law met with an accident or my child mm-hmm. is not studying today. All kinds of yes. things people just like to have somebody whom they can, they can talk, talk to, to. Uh, you know, in a in a trusted environment. And I don't think it's I I, I mean, I don't want to be biased and say men can't do it, but I think it comes uh, with, yeah. Yeah. I think we have a more nurturing approach to everything that we
0: do. And that's where it comes out of, basically, that's what we emanate. Uh, The last thing that I have to ask you for today is... How do you balance? And are you? I know you are a very busy person, and you have a lot of things going on during the day. But how do you balance? What is it that you
1: do to unwind at the end of the day? Honestly, I don't unwind in the evening because generally, by the time I come home, it is you know uh, 7:38 in the evening. But I spend time with family. Uh, I have a dog, uh, which I think is the best uh, stress buster. It's unimaginable how Mm. You know, no matter what mood you come home in, mm-hmm. uh, the love that you get from a pet is uh, amazing. Uh, but I also spend uh, an hour in the morning, mm-hmm. at least uh, on myself. So I, uh, I, I my day starts early. I wake mm-hmm. up at uh, five mm-hmm. um, and I go out. It's my form of meditation. Uh, it's very, and I find it very difficult to sit in a place to mm-hmm. meditate. But I go, f- my soul is we are blessed to be in my soul. Yes. So I go for a walk, uh, long walks, one, one and a half hours I spend or I go to the gym or I work out, which is like a big stress buster uh, for, for for me and to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a little. I uh, see basically I really enjoy what I do. It, I get a lot of energy from what I do, uh-huh. spending time with uh, people. Mm-hmm. I get exposure to a lot of different works. I work in a global environment. So I get to interact and talk to a lot of different people. I get to travel. So I think as such, I get a lot of enjoyment out of the uh, work, work also that I do. We uh, we run a school under our CSR initiative. Mm-hmm. We run a school which has about 200-250 kids sometimes i go i love to go and spend mm-hmm. time with uh, with the kids there and listen to them sing or talk and interact uh, with them so it's just small day to day things that help you take away the, the stress or forget something that you otherwise end up uh, yeah stressing a lot i think yeah. <laughs> yeah okay um
0: what is your thought that you want to share to young women out there Uh, from the city of Mysore who are looking up uh, at I think global women leaders out there but when we have someone within our own city what is it that you want to tell them uh, when they're so confused about what career choices that they have to make uh, if they have to do engineering if they have to do something else Um, they're so confused so many thoughts out there what is it that the one thing, the one mantra that they need to follow,
1: <laughs> I would say, enjoy every part of your life. It's uh-huh. You, our life is made up of decisions. If I, if somebody asks me today, why did you do engineering? I don't have an answer. Uh-huh. I know really, I think somebody told me to do engineering, so I, uh-huh. I, I, I did uh, did engineering. But I think we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves that i have to do it and i it has to go all right and what will be i think stop worrying what people will think about you you make a mistake you know you have to correct mm-hmm. your math uh, choose uh, or make another choice and continue uh, you know going ahead uh, mm-hmm. with 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 what it is but the other thing i would say is don't give up it's not easy on days you feel sometime back i was talking to this young girl and uh, you know extremely accomplished in terms of her education and, and uh, she was telling me that, you know, I, sometimes I see my friends, they are happily married and I feel, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. There are instances where you feel that, what, what, what I'm doing, what I'm going, is it is it worth it? Don't give up. These are temporary situations that you, uh, uh, That's that, that you that you are facing or that you will go through. And I'm a firm believer that true empowerment will only come when you're financially independent, whether you like it or not like it. Mm-hmm. Don't give up and keep going. You will get there.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Supriya. It was such a fun time talking to you, and I think I've learned a lot of things today. Uh, I I would say that I've I've seen a good mentor in you for myself and i think i would reach out to you sometimes real soon and talk to you about what i go through on certain days i think you've been through that phase already like i said i'm in the angry phase at <laughs> <of> the moment <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it will <mean, use laughs> the angry phase <laughs> And I will reach out to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And, uh,
1: thank you for spending time over Thank this. you. Really been nice talking to you. And uh, thank you for having me here. Thank you.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to Win Talks. And stay tuned uh, as you will get to meet more women entrepreneurs on our coming episodes.